0: The holidays are over, Clint. It's time to put that away. Let get me those blinders just on. get you signing day is past, Clint. It's time to. Are those, are those people on the team currently? Time to forget about those young men for a couple weeks. Okay. We are here to think about one thing and one thing only, and that is the domination that we are about to mm. see come New Year's Eve when Georgia just whips the tail of the Ohio State Buckeyes let's talk about what the head coaches had to say leading up to the game this weekend some interesting things from both coaches we're going to address here on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast you are locked on Bulldogs your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day
1: Welcome back, Locked On Bulldogs by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. He is Daniel. I am Clint. We are talking Georgia football leading up to the Saturday. Saturday. Uh, Daniel, there's there's no more joking. There's no more playing. Nope. There's sure to be bounds of pontification from Buckeye fan.
0: Um, mm. And welcome we to will, the comments, Buckeye fan. Love
1: to have by the you way, here. It's going to be we great. We will literally keep on showing you examples, proof mm. our work. We will do so. So yeah, when you say, okay, no tell me one Ohio State reporter that said we would score 40, we show you one, and then you say, but not well, him. He doesn't count. Come on. He doesn't count. Come on.
0: Come on. We don't serious. think he's respectable. You said literally one. I showed you one. We, yeah, we know he's not respectable. We can it's, agree on that. That's why fun. we made fun of him. Okay, And you, so um, Buckeye of fans, making fun of- you're here in the comments, and that's great. We love having you here for yep. the next week. Um, we won't see you after the game. So let us be the first to wish you a happy new year now. Hey, enjoy it. Because we will not be seeing you in the comments um, come January 1. So let's talk about the these press conferences, Clint. Um, uh, Pressers today, Kirby and Day, the head coaches got on I the Day. mic.
1: And yep. they said Both. some interesting things. So we got Both three things to cover. In Atlanta. Yep. One, yep. Kirby gives some hints to this game. The second thing we're going to talk about is the health of these teams. And we're going to expose another joker of an Ohio State reporter. Uh, yep. And then lastly, Ryan Day had some things. And we're going to expose him for being a fraudulent yep. head coach. Yikes. Um, but
0: first, let's get to the man himself. Kirby had some interesting let's things. to get to here, the you know? king, the, na- mm. the only champion who's coaching in this game. Um, Gosh, that's good. Kirby smart. um, asked about the use of the tight ends in the offense and and dropped a little hint in there kind of skirted right by it at the end of an answer asked about you know the use of the tight ends first of all he you know he was able to kind of articulate well when you typically when you use tight ends you lose a little bit of team speed the nice thing about our tight ends is that we don't lose any speed when they come no. into the game cuz they're 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 just as quick as anybody else is um, but then he said, as he was saying, twelve personnel has been really good to us. We don't run as much eleven as most teams do. We run a lot of twelve, and then he said, and heck, we've been running a lot of thirteen lately. And then sort of sort, sort of trailed off towards the end of the answer. I, now maybe if you're a Buckeye fan, or you're not, or you're kind of new to the, watching Georgia this season, like, at yeah. first that might sound like hyperbole. Nobody's going to run thirteen personnel. We do run 13 personnel, and we have and we will run 13 personnel. If you're a Georgia fan, though, if you've really been locked into this Georgia team, Clint, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, that is music to your— that's something Georgia fans, I think, have been waiting to hear, that Todd Munkin and Kirby Smart are getting ready to unleash Oscar Delt into this offense, not to substitute for anybody. But just to turn him loose inside the offense, that's that's music to a lot of Georgia fans' ears. Clark. It it
1: really is. And here's the point: if you guys can hearken back to the run last year, if you even start with the much maligned SEC championship game, Daniel. Yep. The bright spot of that game was Brock Bowers could not be stopped. That was the bright could spot. Could not be so, Almost single-handedly brought us back into that game. We we had a chance, a, a an actual chance of a comeback because of him. Okay. Now, last year playoff run after we got in, Brock continued that success. And he just ran Rickshaw all over everybody in his way. Okay. What you're telling me is that we were hinting at that last year. Now mm-hmm. we're hinting at a similar thing from an almost clone where now we're we gonna got,
0: get now we got the real Brock Bowers. Correct. He's still here. No, he's still standing up. He's still doing all his stuff, all the things that he does. Yeah. We got Darnell Big O, the man uh, himself, mismatch, the walking, talking mismatch. And now we're going to bring in a third member, Kenny Mack in the backfield, A.D. Mitchell spread out wide, out wide to the right, to the left, I should say. And then these three tight ends in the game, Clint. The versatility that this offense has in that package, in that system, because you want to talk about run the ball, run a tempo, run tempo. I was just going to say, yes. You run tempo. You immediately get back up to the line of scrimmage. You run it again. You run tempo. You immediately get back up to the line of scrimmage. Defense already – Huffing and puffing a little bit, right? But now you take that heavy personnel, that heavy run set that you've been in, and all of a sudden Stetson checks at the line, and those those tight ends just break up, and they yep. divide out, and now now you're in a four wide set, and three of those dudes are big old dudes, and that means the dudes out there covering them are also big old dudes. And those big dudes on defense already hands on the hips, already a little gassed, and now it's third and three, and Stetson Bennett has just got all the options, and all the throwing lanes and windows opened up to him. It's all about what Todd Munkin can do and the versatility that these kinds of weapons bring. People don't realize that, that everybody wants to talk about explosive plays. Georgia is explosive on offense, but they're It's more about successful plays is what makes a great, great offense in college football. And for Georgia to be in in personnel like that really increases the success rate that they're going to have on each offensive set. Uh, You said it well. Get that hurry up going. When we went
1: quick, uh, we were nearly unstoppable. Again, Georgia fan Todd Munkin and Kirby Smart want to control the game. All they care about is winning. They don't care about spreads at all. So if they can control the game, put you in a corner, suffocate you, they will. But to your point, um, yeah, Ohio State fan, you could tell me your linebackers are are great. You could tell me that the the meat, the gut of your and all of that. You said, fine, let's let's go bring three tight ends onto the field. Our tight ends aren't like your tight ends. That's not where they go. You understand? Like they can go anywhere. They don't just zoom past every defender? On a seam route, yeah. on a wheel route, watch Big O f- get out wide many times. Now we've seen this. This is, we've been talking about this, and we've been we've been checked by a couple of other people that put on their tinfoil hats as well that said, Todd Monken, you saw him beginning to lay this groundwork, and we saw last year. The playoff, something changed for Kirby playbooks and the are,
0: team. Look, the playbook's got pages that we haven't seen yet.
1: We haven't seen all them pages. And one of those pages is getting all three freakish athletes who are big, yep. fast, and strong all over the field. Spreading out, bringing them in. Tempo, running when we can. Check with me, check with me. Doing a little, little woo-hoo, woohoo over here. I've got a mismatch.
0: It's going to yep. be fun. It's, yeah, and guess what? There's going to be a lot of woohooing hooing because there's going to be a lot of mismatches. Do you That's my favorite part about the Ohio State defense. It's like, well, we're actually really lead the nation in efficiency versus tight ends in defending. The, like, I, okay, this this That's dude fine. ain't, ain't going to come out here, run a three-yard curl in the middle of the field, and put his hands up to no. try to catch the football. That ain't what these tight ends are going to do. So that's fine. If that's – I can't wait to see it. Can't wait I, to, sh- to see you shut down the – Again, we, yeah. we saw the best linebackers we saw all year week one.
1: Yeah. And they couldn't do nothing no. against this offense. Okay? So no. just just slow no. down. Uh, we're going to come back after this. But first, I want to let you know, Daniel, have you heard of this little little thing called LinkedIn? I know about the LinkedIn. Yes. You know about about the LinkedIn. LinkedIn. You actually told me about them. Uh, Daniel, I'm here to help you out. LinkedIn is your place to go. If you need somebody for a job that you have at your opening, at your company, whatever it is that you need, get the right person for the right job, for the right program, for the right project that you have. Over 800 million people that are part of the network of LinkedIn. They're fantastic. Um, Look, we hinted that we might have to kick Daniel off the pod
0: and I'd be looking for somebody else um thankfully i went and updated uh, the profile i went and updated the profile immediately just just to have it in my back pocket just to be safe
1: thankfully the man just went over to an aisle of green and he brought back some goodies i'm not going to say if he declared or not and and maybe i got some and maybe he's still employed because of that but linkedin's the place that you can post your job for free right now linkedin.com slash locked on or slash college for posting your job for free to get the right candidate for the right job right now linkedin get the applicants you need for free Daniel, the, uh, another source of contention for this matchup is because the the season is long and arduous and hard, it's, and it's injuries hit. They do. Now, Georgia uh, has, we can just say simply this. We got update on a couple of injuries. Um, the two that we were most intrigued about were Ladd and McClendon. These both, are the two cats. Yeah,
0: both SEC Championship game injuries. We know
1: that Nolan is gone for the year, and he's still on the sidelines repping his boys and coaching them up, and we, are, you're, you're a damn good dog because of it. Nolan, we love you. You're fantastic. Uh, so other than that, Daniel, we heard basically no chatter anywhere else, and everyone that was maybe banged up, maybe but n- not worth noting, not worth talking about, yep. is healthy, and the guys that were banged up,
0: worth noting about, they are now, it seems, back to health, Daniel. It does seem that way. It it really seems like Georgia's as healthy, maybe, as they've been all year going into this game. And obviously the Nolan Smith injury is is a big one. And just because yeah, we have gotten through the six, seven games or whatever it's been since he's gotten hurt, just because we've gotten through those games unscathed, I I compare it to if you look at both of these teams, the Nolan Smith injury is the is the Smith and Jigba injury. If you're going to compare the two teams, it's a, yeah, it is a, an NFL player, a, a superstar talent. One's an offensive player. One's a defensive player, obviously. And they both missed massive chunks of the season. Obviously Smith and Jigba injured in the Notre Dame game to, to kick off the season. It really hasn't played any meaningful football for uh, the Buckeyes in uh, months and months. Uh, Nolan Smith, uh, likewise, it's been several several weeks since we've seen him out there. Not gonna not gonna see him for the rest of the season. Both guys, uh, the next time we see them play football will be on Sundays. So the difference is is that Georgia has had all these little injuries. On top of that, they've had all these little guys. You know, these guys banged up. None more notable than Ad Mitchell, obviously, who missed several weeks with, you know, just one of these nagging foot injuries, ankle injuries that just did would not yeah. seem to ever go away. Uh, yeah. And then you see Ladd go down in the SEC Championship game, which was really AD's first game back. And you think like, well, Georgia just can't catch a break. It doesn't seem like we're ever going to have a fully healthy receiver room. Obviously, McClendon goes down, which, you know, we've had, we've had guys rotating in at that position. We've got tackles, but you don't want to go... You want to have three healthy tackles going into a game like this. You don't want two healthy tackles. That's not great. We saw last year the need for Mr. Jones to step in and dominate Will Anderson. Absolutely. And so you want want all these hands on deck. And it seems like, again, other than Nolan Smith, Georgia does have all of these guys back. Whereas Ohio State, obviously, um, Mayan Williams is back and played against Michigan and is back. But Trayvon Henderson is not going to go in this game. Uh, and so, seemingly, you would give the advantage health wise to Georgia going into this matchup. Which, I mean, I don't feel like they need many more advantages, but that's that's a significant one for if you're a dog fan. Again, we are healthiest we've ever been, minus Nolan Smith, and and
1: Chaz played admirably. I'm not going to say good, but he and, and there's no one that can replace Nolan, so stop thinking that Michael Williams going to get some more run. We're going to have to change up the D like we have seen in the in the previous weeks but Jalen's back fully healthy. Marvin That's Jones the-
0: Jr. Marvin Jones Jr. hopefully will be back and and go in this game as well. And so there's there's a lot of options, Georgia. Now,
1: has. we're not going to know because again, Kirby dictates. Is it it is an edict. And Georgia fan, let me help you. You will never know until game time who is healthy and who is not on any given week mm-hmm. ever.
0: Okay, the trade-off is is that Kirby coaches the game. And so we win most of the games. That's that's, so that's what I something. Care about. If you're interested in that, can I interest uh, you in that? Maybe can Maybe. I can I
1: substitute a little bit of of tongue in cheek? Yeah, opening them back this week. Really excited to see if they can go. That's going to be the standard answer for sure. wins on the field. Yes. Um, right. Now, conversely. Look, I, I'm not – Patrick Murphy of Ohio State, be reporter 24-7, comes out and talking about Michael Hall Jr. coming back, Daniel. So, Ohio State's healthy. They're getting healthier. Yes, you named three big playmakers. But they're getting back their defensive tackle, who's been hurt for half the season. Oh,
0: similar to A.D. Mitchell then, probably. Similar Just to A.D.
1: Mitchell. You would, you sure. would think that there would be a, a massive – Mm-hmm. Despairance.
0: well A.D. mitchell was two. like the starter he played he yep. played a ton of meaningful snaps yep and then he got hurt and so he missed i think maybe it was five consecutive weeks he missed the game he just missed he, he was just week gone after Daniel. week after he week just
1: missed that game. game um now here's what's really interesting about the injury report that we're hearing from all them all them buckeye beat reporters is is michael hall jr is mm-hmm. back and fully healthy. He only played an average of twenty-two snaps a game, Daniel, for for the first half. The second At half the when he was injured, of the season,
0: when he was healthy, when he, he was played twenty-two snaps a game. So then, when he was hurt, he played what zero snaps a game? Yeah, he he played nineteen snaps a game, Daniel. Oh, interesting. So it but, seems
1: like he was mostly the same. So he's the same, except now. No, 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 no. He's he's a hundred percent, Daniel. He's a hundred percent. he's ready to go. He's going to change because he was injured when Iowa ran all over the. Uh, well.
0: Oh no! You know, Iowa that was beginning Iowa. The season that was Iowa.
1: So, we can't really talk but, about. But I mean, Iowa. the
0: Michigan game. Surely it was. It was because of injury. Like that's that now yeah. makes more sense because this Ohio State defense we know is unbelievable. It's, it's not just best. that they've played. Terrible offenses all year long. No, that has nothing. That has nothing to do with the fact that the defense has got great numbers. What we should probably think is that it's more about like Michigan was able to run all over them because this guy was injured. Even though I'm sorry, he did play in the Michigan. Oh, game? he played. He played double digit snap, snaps yeah. in the double Michigan double digit game? snaps.
1: Like he had been all
0: season like long. He did the whole
1: season. Nineteen. So it was like the he did same. the whole season. And again, but this is just where. A, a good team played them, <laughs> and then he calls they, got, they got whipped. The nice X thing. factor in the playoff, Daniel. He calls Michael Hall Jr. the X factor in the cool. playoff for Ohio State.
0: I, I have a different X factor in the playoffs. I think for Ohio State, maybe we'll talk about that right. in the third segment. That's because in the third segment, we're going to talk. We're, it's not a defensive tackle who is no. not on the same page as Jalen Carter. Does, it incorporates defensive tackles and many other positions as well. And many other and positions. Head and, head and head
1: coaches. Head coaches. And yeah. and something about the trenches and what you do in the trenches and how SEC football is a lot different than nah. big – Okay, well, I, look, yeah. I can't help you. Uh, we're going to come back after this, but first we I'll let you know that the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration wants to tell you that it's the season to celebrate. You just got off of any sort of celebration you had this previous weekend. You're heading into another big weekend. Celebrating is key, but please celebrate responsibly. If mm. you drink, do not drive. If you get high, do not drive. Don't do it. It's silly. It's stupid. It's foolish. It's pathetic. It's awful. How many more times can I tell you? Don't do it. Get a ride from a friend, sleep on the sidewalk, sleep at a friend's house. Please, your life and the life of others is not worth it. If you drink, don't drive. If you get high, don't drive. The only way to drive
0: is sober. Thank you. All right, Clint. So switching gears to Ryan Day's presser, um, he's asked, you know, some of the standard kind of ho-hum, blah, blah, blah questions that yep. everybody gets asked. And I feel for these coaches doing these pressers because it's – it's ber- they hate I doing mean, like, Of course they hate doing them. They're football coaches. Ryan Day is a football coach. He wants to go coach football. That's what he's interested in doing. Not talk yes. to Chip Towers about his schedule for the next oh few gosh. days. I can't. Don't. Ohio don't. State fans, I don't know what your B Riders are like, but. It could be worse. Let me I, just say, just, it could be, hold on. It could be I, worse. Patrick Murphy
1: over here, Daniel. But it could be worse. Is all I'm trying to say. I can guarantee you, Patrick Murphy is not as bad okay. as what we
0: got. So, an interesting topic that came up. I started counting. I lost count after a while. It was three, four, five times in the press conference. Different times. The subject of physicality came up in yep. the press conference. Georgia, a very physical team. How's Ohio State? Michigan seemed to bully Ohio State a little bit Mm. uh, out physical Ohio State which that's what your big brother does to a little brother so you understand that that's what's going to happen but now Ohio State went across the street they're they're fighting the bully across the street this is not you know this is not going to the bedroom next door anymore no you're trying to you're going and sniffing at somebody else's yard you're doing different having, area codes because you the area see code what you're happens. from. happens you're just going to see you, what happens you got a you, you got, got know, a namesake in this hood that, i gotta listen to that dodge the gate on that fence gonna swing open and some something's gonna walk out of there and you just have to, you just had to hope you're up to the challenge and that's basically what ryan day was asked and he yeah. said look we spent our time not playing for a championship um okay. because that's what our big brother does is play for big 10 championships we spent our time while we weren't playing for a championship <clears throat> really working on and addressing the yeah. physicality yep. of the team that's what he said that they did now it's interesting because that statement called to mind i don't know if it sparks any memories in your head but oh, it we've does. heard kirby smart address the timetable for when physicality is imparted into a football team. I just wonder if off the top of your head, you might remember when Kirby Smart thinks that physicality gets injected into a football team. Well, if I understand anything about
1: culture making and football and how to lead a team of any sort of people, Daniel, really what you want to do is the night before a final, you don't want to do anything to do with your coursework at all. Until the final six
0: hours before you take the test. That's and then right. you just, you shove it all the in your semester. Head. You just take the whole semester off. Yep. And then you want just cram it right yep. in at the end. Yeah. That's not how physicality works, Ryan. No, it's not. So. You either have it
1: or you don't. And when you instill it is back actually here in three months, three yep. months, you're going to want to actually put on your notepad, start physically preparing. Yes.
0: so that Big Brother doesn't,
1: doesn't destroy us again. This is the That's... this is the USC syndrome, Daniel. USC, it if you watch, the, it's the same exact team. Ohio State and USC are the same exact team. Uber-talented players, fast, tempo, offense, yada, yada, high-prolific coaches, yada, 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 can't play defense, and they're also yada, yada, soft. Yada, 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 they yada, 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 yada. They're yada, yada, soft. They're so soft, Daniel. And this is what happens when you see – you see USC go play Oregon State or Utah and get punched in the face and they just taste get their own blood. Yeah. You just get, in Ohio State, the same thing happened to you. When you face a bigger physical team, guys who don't care about getting dirty, doing all the little things, you get beat. You can't yeah. teach that in two weeks.
0: That's just – it's a – I'm not sure there is a good matchup for Ohio State in these playoffs, but I promise you Georgia ain't it. Like, no. this is not the no. matchup. Because this team, this Georgia team, has been physical since G-Day, since spring practice. Yeah. They've been physical since summer workouts. Like, this Georgia team has been physical each and every step of the way this year. The offensive line is playing better as well as and better than they Ooh. have all year. The jail, they've come together, and they are a physical unit. The defensive front we talked about is healthy, they are mean, they are big, they are strong, they are physical, they're we led. Got ten. We got 10 cats on defense that will do an Oklahoma
1: drill against anybody you choose. They don't care.
0: Not, not a bit. No. Not a bit. Some of them play defensive back. They'd be fine. I, Ten, be 10 fine. starters would be totally fine. Doing, They'd be fine. whoever you want. And they're all led by Pops, by, Oof. you know, JDJ, number 10 in the middle. That's the guy that really sets the tone for how physical this Georgia defense is. Uh, but, but, yeah, we talked about thirteen personnel on offense. We talked about this is just the identity of Georgia. I'm not saying Ohio State can't win this game. Ohio nope. State can win this game. But – they are going to get pushed around by georgia i promise you they're going it to get pushed be around by georgia,
1: georgia folded and ohio it, state was more physically dominant from snap one to snap end that won't be the cause
0: yeah it so again ohio state fans you may be back in the comments section on saturday night um yeah. talking to me about how ohio state won this game but it you will not be saying that it's because ohio state is the more physically is, has more physicality is no. physically dominated georgia um and and again that that just means that if your team is the more physically dominant team if your team is the team dictating tempo if your team is the team that's dictating um plays and and where the line of scrimmage starts and stops and all of those things you know georgia that's just that's the thing that gives georgia yeah. uh, the huge advantage in this game look
1: Here's the simple fact. The simple fact is there are people who cover college football for their livelihood and do so every week for nationally syndicated things. And they come to Georgia Games and they sit on the sideline and they do warm-ups and they watch the game. And then what they say, every last one of them, it's it's if you had a bingo card for Georgia Games, you would wait for a sideline reporter to talk about two things. One, the abnormal size of these guys. You'd yep. hear him talk about it's big Darnell
0: Washington. Just wait. Just,
1: yep. I guarantee you they will make a big deal out of how he it makes other large humans dwarf. And they'll talk about Jalen Carter and they'll talk about pops and they'll talk about how, and then all of a sudden Christopher Smith and Malachi starts and JDJ and everybody will start hitting. Then they'll see the offensive line. They'll see McClendon. They'll see tat tape overpower and push a pile. And they will say on the broadcast, this team is imposing their will on fill in the blank team, Ohio state, you'll be the team on Saturday. It happens literally every single week. And we hear it on the bingo card every single week. And these are people who are, who are taken back by it, Daniel. They're shocked by just how physical this team is and how big and, and, and nasty they are who do cover college football every day of their lives.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's, if Ryan day thinks he's going to put that in the, in the, the arsenal, in the repertoire of Ohio State. The, he truly is an idiot if he thinks that. There's and I'll just tell you, he's not an idiot. No. He knows. He knows he, he can't He knows do it. he's not going to And that's why you're not going to get if Ohio State wins this game, it will be because Ryan Day figured out a way to win without being the more physical team. They're going like, to the only way they win is I, and I I think I, I'm
1: going to go back. I talked to Aaron Murray a little bit on this podcast. I'm going to go back on my prediction. They're going to try to run the football early to see what they got. It's going to get nowhere, and they're just going to start, start taking shots downfield. Daniel, that's yeah. the only way they got going on. That's what that's what Aaron suggested. That's what you've suggested.
0: Um, it, it's going. Me and Aaron to be... Murray typically have a lot of the same ideas. So, it come to the territory. I don't look. I don't. Two Georgia I, greats. That's just you're just describing two University of Georgia. I think great I have alumni. too
1: high of an opinion on Aaron to to think that he has the same thoughts you do.
0: Well, yeah, listen, maybe I'll get him to come co-host the podcast if he, he polish up that LinkedIn. <laughs>
1: uh, hey everybody, we're gonna come back this week. Here's the schedule. We're gonna have a crossover episode later on this week, so be looking out for that. Ohio State yeah. locked on is gonna come on this podcast. We're gonna talk You'd to love him. To see it. Love to see it. Uh, we're gonna do another episode tomorrow, and then Saturday morning, get up with us because your
0: boys are gonna have something. We're gonna might be out Friday little... night. Might put it out Friday night. It'll be out okay. some t- Friday night, Saturday morning. Friday night there will be a recording. I yes. I cannot. I cannot attest to what will be on that recording. It's but, gonna be the the night before the game. Yeah. It just so just so, prepare yourselves because it's gonna be grab grab a. Eat, Grab, a, grab a, a bucket, bottle. Yep, grab a
1: bottle, of your favorite bottle and a bucket. This is what bottle the, the fan, b- <laughs> the fan experience at
0: Locked On Bulldogs. Mercy. Where's that been? It's Lockdown, it's going on a T-shirt. I'll tell you that a much bo- right now. A bottle and a bucket. Bottle and a bucket. Um, this is how yeah, we do we'll be Georgia here. football. And then we'll be here on Saturday night after the game for the rehab, for the recap as always. Yep. The Overreaction Show. Um, so join us. We'll be back. We got episodes coming at you most every day the rest of this week and so can't wait uh, to have you along for the ride and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Locked on Bulldogs Podcast.